Welcome to episode number 31 of The World and Everything You Need to Know. My name is Eric. There are two ways to contact the program. They are TWAEYNTK at gmail.com and TWAEYNTK on Twitter. At the end of World War II, the United States pledged to help rebuild Japan. A latent effect was the introduction of foreign ideals and customs. Around 1950, a disquieting phenomena known as crib death began to occur. The generalized term was used by coroners to indicate a specific cause for the death of an infant could not be determined. Prior to this, death certificates would simply say the cause of death was indeterminable, which is the same term that is used for older children and adults when the cause of death is unknown. Physicians did not care for the term because it added no clarification regarding what had happened. In 1969, the term sudden infant death syndrome was introduced to the lexicon to help mitigate ambiguity. In reality, it was merely a clinical sounding euphemism that meant the exact same thing, that the cause of death was indeterminable. Despite that, Previous death certificates using the old term crib death were amended with the new term SIDS, even though it added no insight or clarification. The problem with the new label is it sounds like a uniform condition or affliction that can be prevented with proper treatment. But when no cause of death can be determined, there is no way of knowing how it can be prevented. Around the same time period, a new trend of rejecting modern conveniences in favor of more traditional methods became a popular fad. The idea of holistic living proposed that adopting the practices of our ancestors was much more healthy and practical. During the 1970s, there was a boon of literature advocating natural childbirth and having infants sleep in the same bed as their parents until they were toddlers. The belief was these traditional methods of child care were what nature intended and because of that would ensure the health and well-being of children. The marked increase of sudden infant death syndrome cases after the introduction of baby cribs in Japan was frequently used as justification for the belief. It turns out the introduction of Western culture was to blame for the abrupt increase in the number of recorded cases of sudden infant death syndrome in Japan. However, not in the way many people wish to believe. Western culture introduced the term crib death to Japan. Before that, unexplained infant mortality simply remained unexplained. It did not receive a specialized label that set it apart from other unexplained deaths. The exact same phenomena is seen in the United States. Prior to 1944, when the term was coined, there were no cases of crib death. The fallacy of willfully interpreting correlated events as having a cause and effect relationship is easy to do. Correlation is never an explanation. It is only the recognition of events that appear to have a conjunctive relationship. This does not mean that correlation is meaningless or insignificant. For example, 
cardiologists and periodontists agree that there is an undeniable correlation between gum disease and people who are at high risk of cardiac failure. Periodontal, or gum disease, is an infection that is mainly caused by bacteria from plaque buildup and is known to have an adverse effect on the overall health of an individual. Chronic inflammation from gum disease has been associated with the development of cardiovascular problems such as heart disease, blockage of blood vessels, and strokes. Laboratory findings indicate there may be a cause and effect relationship between periodontal disease and cardiovascular lesions. Analogs of naturally occurring lipid compounds, known as lipoxins, have been developed and can be used to control and heal inflammation in periodontal disease. Further experiments investigating the relationship between periodontal disease and cardiovascular disease revealed that lipoxins were conjunctively effective in preventing both periodontitis and cardiovascular lesions. Even with this remarkable volume of evidence indicating the two are interrelated, cardiologists and periodontists are the first to point out that a causal link has not been found. That is because doctors and scientists are overly aware that correlation does not mean causation, and they do not want to declare a causal relationship when the underlying link remains unclear. The fallacy of confusing correlation with causation is most often made by the media, politicians, and other individuals who do not understand the foundations of principled research. A critical error made by ignorant individuals is the odd belief that correlations are meaningless because of the reasoning that no matter how strong a correlation may be, it does not guarantee a causal relationship. In truth, strong correlations are a very good indication that further investigation is needed in order to truly understand the underlying mechanisms responsible for an apparent conjunctive relationship. With diligent investigation, the underlying causal effect can be identified. It is destructive and irresponsible for politicians to flippantly dismiss noteworthy verified discoveries that were initially revealed through the observation of strongly correlated events. The failure to differentiate the two is a large part of the reason a fair number of people do not recognize the imminent threat of climate change. Admittedly, Part of the failure in comprehension is due to scientists not explaining the mechanisms of the causal relationship between carbon dioxide and a gradual increase in global temperature. While it is a little convoluted, I will attempt to explain it as quickly and clearly as I am able. More than half the energy the Earth receives from the sun is in the form of infrared radiation, which can also be fairly described as heat. The air we breathe is a delicate balance of molecules and elements we creatures of Earth cannot live without. A few of the gases that make up our atmosphere include nitrogen, oxygen, ozone, argon, carbon dioxide, neon, helium, methane, and water vapor. The different types of molecules have their own unique properties, including the bonds that keep the atoms together. 
What makes carbon dioxide significant in the case of climate change is the unique flexibility of its covalently bonded structure. It allows infrared radiation to easily pass through it, but only in one direction, effectively making it a two-way mirror for infrared radiation. Meaning, infrared easily passes through the structure one way, but is reflected back at the source when traveling in the other direction. Carbon dioxide is actually only a tiny portion of the molecules that make up our air. Unfortunately, with its unique reflective property, a marginal increase of 3% to 4% ends up having an incredible impact on our environment. This is a result of the random rotation of the molecules. When infrared radiation enters the atmosphere, passing through a few of these one-way mirrors, it gets trapped. Instead of passing through the atmosphere with limited obstruction, it is reflected back and forth indefinitely. It is a bit like a thermal blanket absorbing heat and allowing very little of it to escape. The bad news is, data available now indicates it is too late to reverse the damage that has been done. This is partly due to humans recognizing the correlations and pinpointing the cause only recently. While there is no stopping climate change, that does not mean it is productive to ignore it. We humans have the ability to drastically reduce the amount of carbon dioxide that our corporate industries expel as waste. Acting as if there is nothing that can be done is equivalent to an individual discovering their house is on fire and simply watching it burn to the ground with them inside. The primary opponents to the facts of climate change are politicians. This is not because they have a better understanding than scientists do. In fact, most politicians have little or no scientific background. Politics is the practice of coercion through language. While it is important for successful and convincing arguments to be made, it is equally important for the issues of importance to be as transparent as possible. Corporations pay politicians to obscure the truth through campaign contributions. What they do not realize is, no matter how rich or how poor an individual may be, there is a limited range of temperature within which humans can live. This is why it is incredibly dangerous to allow people who are ignorant in the fields of science, but practiced in the art of language manipulation, to decide the fate of humanity.